Welcome. We have a special episode of the Kawartha Small Business Podcast today. Uh, you have just me, Brian Rump, and I am speaking with a group of Fleming College students. And we are going to talk about uh, the hidden opportunity for local small business owners, and that is um, a whole bunch of international students studying at Fleming who are ready, willing, and able to work with your business. Um, so welcome. I have with me uh, Karina and uh, Kamal. So uh, we'll hear from the students. So who would like to go first? I can go first. <laughs> All right, Kamal. So please tell us a, a bit about yourself and uh, what brought you here. Okay. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for inviting us. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, uh, my name is Kamar Preetkar, and I'm a student of Global Business Management at Fleming College. And I came to Canada in 2019. Um, I have always been a very uh, technology person and I have also like a little bit of experience with the marketing. So I wanted to pursue those two things uh, combined um, in my future endeavors. So that's why I came to Canada and I joined Global Business Management I mean, in, in, in my last semester. So pretty exciting. Oh, that's great. Awesome. And Karina, tell us about uh, you. Sure. Hi, I am Karina Narsingani. I'm a postgraduate student with Global Business Management in Fleming College, and I have acquired business uh, degree back in India. So that is what brought me here to Canada, the urge and the need to study more about diversified global uh, and international business cultures. And I'm really excited to be here. Oh, that's great. I'm excited to have you. This has been a fun project. Uh, to put together. So some of our listeners know that, um, you know, one of the things that I do is I teach at Fleming College um, as a contract faculty, and I'm in my fourth year now doing that. And uh, most of my classes have been teaching in our post-grad programs, uh, which is global business management, uh, project management, international business management, um, and um, Probably 90% of the students that I've taught are international students, uh, and I've met a lot of great students who are here, um, you know, for listeners, uh, our post-grad programs mean that students come already having a degree. Uh, we have lots of students who have um, business degrees, they have MBAs, um, they have different other training as well. I've had lots of engineers um, some lawyers. Um, I know some of my colleagues have taught some doctors and surgeons and uh, lots of different skills uh, of, of people coming. And it's just it's really exciting um, to me. But uh, tell us a little bit about what usually happens to students after graduation. Uh, where do they typically go to look for work? Um, so normally when uh, students are done with their studies, um, the next step for them is to uh, get their work permit because um, there's like a, when they uh, come to Canada, they come with like a certain time, uh, they get a study permit, which is valid for a certain time period. So once they are done graduating, the next step for them is to get a work permit. 
And uh, when we talk about work permit, so they're basically most of the students, the international students, their end goal is to get a PR. And um, yeah. so and they need PR stand for a permanent residence. Permanent residency. <laughs> yes. It's interesting because uh, this is part of the language I hear. And uh, <laughs> when I first started teaching, everyone talks about wanting to get their PR. And I think locally and myself, I, I don't really even know what that means, what the rules are. Um, so students want, you know, you're allowed to come on a student visa. You could do some work while you're a student. But as soon as you graduate, that ends and you have to get uh, permission to, to work on a temporary work permit. But the goal with that is to uh, get permanent residency so that you can stay in Canada permanently. So you have to follow some rules and have a certain type of job, right? Yes. Um, so um, there's like a whole full-fledged website, um, Canadian IRCC website, and they have some requirements that should, that the students have to fulfill before they apply for permanent residence, residence. And uh, one of the part is uh, the work permit uh, that they need to get. And when we talk about like work permit, so um, it actually, there are some job requirements um, that the student has to fulfill. For example, um, for if we talk about like us, so we are global business management students. So we need to find a job which will be um, a NOC A, B, and C. And NOC basically stands for um, NOC quali- uh, um, uh, non-classification opportunities. And uh, what happens in that is that there is like uh, five levels actually, like NOC O, A, B. And NOC O, A, B has different categories. They divided the jobs in different categories. And each category has like a points. So if you talk about NOC C or D, they don't have any points when they apply for permanent residency, but NOC O, A and B will give you like 50 points. So you have to get jobs in one of those categories to be able to get those points, which will help you get a permanent residence. Yeah, so uh, it sounds very complicated. (laughs) Um, What I've looked at, though, is for global business management students, you're kind of lucky in that a lot of jobs uh, count for you. So you're, you know, you can get into different jobs. Uh, Entry-level jobs are okay. Entry-level with some uh, supervisory or management components, you know, being in charge of something, I think, uh, really counts. So I think for a lot of small businesses locally, um, they might think, Oh, students, you know, or people who want a PR can't come here because the job I'm offering isn't good enough. Um, but when you really look at the rules and the charts, um, for the most part, those jobs are good enough. Yeah, uh, that's actually correct. I would like to address those things because um, we have been seeing that most of the local business owners they they do not know what are the requirements that students need for permanent residency. So as you were saying that the supervisory job or the administratory job, they actually come in the NOC B criteria, that is national occupation classification. So the supervisor, administrator, supervisor, those jobs come in NOC B actually. So those uh, give the students an opportunity to score like 50 to 100 points while they apply for permanent residence application. Yeah, which is great. Um, so some of the other uh, things that we're looking for, there's a, a, a minimum hours required, correct? Yes. And uh, how many hours are, are is that? Uh, so for before applying permanent residence, a student should have completed 
1560 hours in a year so that that uh, averagely brings around 33 to 35 hours a week yeah so we're again making sure that you know you're getting f uh, close to full-time opportunities so this is you know another barrier where if it's you know one or two shifts per week it's not really enough so um, it's interesting because with small businesses sometimes people say oh it's hard to find people who want to work full-time it's easier for them to find part-time workers so this is an opportunity as well people who are eager to sh show up every every day and they're going to make sure that they're there uh, because they they need to be so that they can stay in Canada. That is actually true. So we actually had the when we were working on this project, we had the opportunity to talk to some of the alumni and they also mentioned oh, that um, it is difficult to get those hours. Uh, um, so which kind of like not helps them to towards the permanent residency application. Um, and because of COVID actually as well, that also like impacted that because uh, most of the businesses are not active or they are running on like less uh, uh, time hours um, so that is definitely there but um, so most of the students what they do is like they work on like one or two jobs to uh, get fulfill those hours so that is definitely there yes yeah so it becomes a, an opportunity yeah. uh, you know get somebody who you know has a high level of education um, I really like you know the the programs that we teach in we have uh, I think some great faculty who really helps sort of transition the students to being able to work in Canada and, you know, really understand the local Peterborough Kawartha's environment um, and also bring a global perspective as well. Uh, one of the things when we talk about small businesses, sometimes people forget about uh, the global aspect. Um, but one of the things I talk about a lot, and I've worked with a lot of companies in Peterborough and Kawartha's, who are doing business globally. So sometimes it's great to have a perspective of, of somebody who knows the different different markets um, and has maybe traveled more and lived in different places. So another great opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah, one other thing I, I wanted to make sure to talk about is if you are an employer, there are a few rules to be eligible um, for students. So. Um, there is a um, requirement that employers' gross revenue uh, in the GTA needs to be a million or above, and outside of the GTA, it's 500000 So a lot of small businesses would meet that, but you know it can be a barrier because there are certain types of businesses that don't meet that. Um, for example, I have a small business. I do not meet that threshold because I... I do different things and that my revenue is not that that high, which is unfortunate because I would like to hire some you know, students for projects sometimes. But um, that that is a barrier um, that's uh, being changed. You have to be a registered business in Ontario. So you can't just um, be a private person hiring somebody and you know paying them cash to do some some work. Um, so we want to make sure that it's. Uh, good but if you're a small business and you're above that five hundred thousand dollar threshold and you're registered um, i think it's a great opportunity to try to get to know uh, some international students um, who are here 
it's also a great opportunity to try them out part time um, while they're uh, doing their studies as well. I think um, so. That's um, really covering that. The other thing I wanted to talk about is um, just understanding the opportunities that are in Peterborough and the Kawarthas. Um, I think the general impression is for a lot of students is that once you graduate, you have to leave and go to the GTA or another city to find work. Uh, what do you uh, think about that uh, saying? What did you find there? Um, so that is the case, actually. So normally uh, students have this perception in their head that there are not uh, enough job opportunities, especially uh, the jobs which uh, helps them applicable for the permanent residence. So they have this belief that there are not enough opportunities and they think that the uh, GTA or the other yeah. bigger cities, they have more opportunities. So that's why they end up leaving. Um, and um, I think we can also relate to that because we have been living in the city for two years and we did not know, know about that there are so many businesses in Peterborough. And through this project, we got to know about it and we were like, we're what? There are like so many. <laughs> and yeah, 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 I yeah. So if like all the students know, like there are so many job opportunities that that exist in Peterborough, I don't think so they'll leave because they love the city. Okay. This city has definitely left an impression. Uh, when we talk to like students, they said that they don't want to leave this city, but it's just that they think there are not enough job opportunities. So uh, yeah, it's just about like getting to know that there are job opportunities. And once they know about it, I think the, the uh, problem will be resolved, yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, what did you think about coming to Peterborough? Do you think students were excited to come to Peterborough to start? Well, um, however, like we conducted a survey and in the, in that survey, uh, we surveyed 110 students and we did ask them, like, what do you think about Peterborough? Are you comfortable living in Peterborough? And how is, how is everything in Peterborough? Like um, the housing, the transit, um, the atmosphere, the community. And like majority of the students said they love it. So they actually love this place because it has that, you know, uh, there are so many trials and everything and most of the students come from bigger cities. So they kind of like want this piece that uh, Peterborough offers. Uh, they like this place basically. It, it's a beautiful place to live in. So from the survey, it is, was like, a, um, we got the result that everybody wants to stay. They love this city. It's just about the jobs, yeah. Which is really great to hear. Um, Karina, maybe I'll ask you, before you came to Fleming College, when you first heard about Peterborough, uh, were you excited to come here or maybe uh, not so much? Uh, I was certainly really excited because um, when I heard that I got into Fleming College, I literally went into Google and searched about search everything about Peterborough City, the local uh, businesses and the atmosphere and uh, the good places to go to and everything. So I was really excited to be here because I come from a city which is kind of like Peterborough, but not like really, it's not as similar as Peterborough, but it's, it's calm and it's green, just like Peterborough. So I really, I was really excited to be coming in Peterborough. Well, that's really good. I know sometimes I hear people are not excited to come to Peterborough. They would rather be in uh, Toronto. And then when they come here, they really like it. Uh, which I think is, um, you know, a lot of businesses talk about attracting people and attracting specifically young people to come live and work in Peterborough and the Kawarthas 
And uh, sometimes the impression is that it's too small of a town and it's not as nice, but almost every student I meet, you know, changes their mind. Um, they come here, they really like it. It's a, a better city than maybe they thought it was um, and, and really enjoy it. So I think it's uh, like, I find it really sad when I, we see so many students who leave Peterborough to find jobs. And then, you know, in my other roles and work, I hear so many business owners who are saying, you know, they can't find people to work for them, you know, or sometimes they get young people, but they're just here until they can leave and go to the city. Um, and I just think it's such a great opportunity when we have, you know, people who are skilled and they, you know, really want to be here and they want to build a life in Peterborough. Um, so we want to try to connect them. Um, so how do you think, do you have any ideas on how we can connect business owners and students? Um, um, so there are a few things that we can do. Um, the one thing, uh, again, when we talk to like the alumni, the one thing that they mentioned, like why they go to GTA uh, was that that uh, employers in there, they know about like uh, the requirements for permanent residence. So like whenever they like post a job um, on Indeed or any other platform, maybe LinkedIn or any other platform, they sometimes do mention at the top, like uh, this is a B-level job. So that is something which like right away attracts students' attention when they just look at it, right? So I I think um, maybe just letting employers know that the, the, these are the permanent requirement, uh, permanent residency requirements, which can help them understand the process, and they can use those um, requirements to kind of like include in their job postings, which will make those job uh, job posting interesting to students. And that way, I think um, uh, to begin with, we will be able to uh, bridge like a certain gap between the employers and the students. Um, the other thing that we can do is um, that um, um, is the so we have like a Trent University and we have Fleming a College and we do have like career services in both of uh, the uh, Fleming College and the Trent University. So we can maybe just um, reach out to them and we do have like a workforce development uh, board in Peterborough and we also have VCCS, uh, Victoria County Career Services. So they have these full-fledged website which has jobs. They, they update their job postings each day and there are like 500 to 600 jobs. So if they can just come in contact with each other and just share that information with students, that would be another great start to bridge that gap between the employers and the students. Yeah, and uh, I would like to add that maybe since everything is virtual now, we cannot do much. But uh, if we, if everything goes back to normal, maybe we can um, host some events like meet and greets or meetings where uh, potential employers and students can meet together, have dinners or, you know, get together to know each other where students can uh, and expand their networking circle and they can know more that there are certain local employers who are looking for a job. And on the other hand, the employers can also see that there are there is a pool of such graduated international students who are ready to work. So maybe that can also help to um, bridge the gap and make a connection between them. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. And it's being able to create those relationships. Um, it's really hard to do on paper sometimes. Uh, and I find, you know, how you apply for a job in, for example, India is very different than in Canada. The, the way we look at credentials and experience is different. Um, I've met lots of students who have fascinating experiences and then they put they don't put it on their resume because they don't think it's valuable. Um, but sometimes to employers here, that's exactly what they're looking for. Um, you know, a couple examples of 
some students I've had have grown up in family businesses where, you know, there's a lot of similar businesses here that they probably know it really well, uh, but it's hard to communicate that on paper uh, sometimes. Uh, so we've, I, I've seen just lots of great experiences and those are really only come up sometimes in conversation or when you get to know them. Yeah, yeah, that's actually, yeah. So uh, from our conversations, we also found out that, um, you know, some employers, they think the um, the students, the experience that students carry from back India, uh, some of the employers do not think that they would help here. So, you know, the problem is students do not tend to put those experience in their resumes or they do not put uh, those experience while applying for the application. They think that, those experience would not be counted here. So, um, and they miss out the great, great opportunities because of that. So that's, uh, yes. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's, it's interesting. India and Canada, you know, both have some British colonial roots. So there's a lot of similarities in how we do certain things. Yeah. There's some different, different cultural aspects, um, but it's very you know, similar. And I think too, people in Peterborough forget, you know, a lot of students come from places where there's a lot more people and, you know, people there still do things like shop and they get services and there's a lot of businesses. So, you know, there is a lot of skills that translate and sometimes you need some training like any new employee to adapt to how, how you do things in your business. But um, overall, I think people would be just surprised at how good, uh, you know, most of the students uh, would be. All right. Um, so uh, tell me, just uh, so we give credit, who else was on your team for this project? Um, okay, so we were a team of six people. Uh, besides me and Karina, uh, we had another four people. And um, the one was Joel, John, Charles. The other was um, Jadeep Singh, um, Ashik Nazir, and uh, Steve Felix. Um, oh. Yeah, so um, we were actually uh, uh, three at the beginning in the last semester when we started this project, but, but then they combined our two uh, teams. And um, it was a great mix of talent <laughs> on our yeah. team. Yeah. So we had people like who were like so good with Microsoft Excel. There were people who were so good with graphics and um, um, designing and which, which kind of like uh, when we talk about like the whole project, everything like uh, fell into place. Like we were like a perfect mixture of people who was uh, good for this project to get like a great result out of this. Yeah, which is really um, nice to see. And uh, who was your mentor on this project? Oh, uh, our mentor is Raymond Yukjoy. <laughs> and yeah, amazing. Raymond. Yeah, he's, he's superb. He's amazing. He's incredible. Yeah, Raymond's uh, well known in the, the Peterborough community. So <laughs> yeah. we'll make sure we, we give him a shout out. Oh, yeah. Um, just a couple of observations from me in terms of if we have listeners who are look, looking to hire some students, uh, definitely reach out to me and I can uh, try to put you in contact or have a posting and I'm happy to share it on LinkedIn. But uh, one of the things that I really liked about your group is just how many meetings you were able to get. So you guys put in a lot of work and you met with uh, people from Victoria County Career Services, uh, several uh, counselors in Peterborough, 
uh, Workforce Development Board, um, the Labor Council. Um, I was telling the class in a meeting, I have uh, somebody I, I served in the Army with uh, who's involved in the Labor Council and sent me a message one night because he heard my name during a presentation. So um, I think th those are just great skills in terms of if, if people on here are looking for people who can open doors, uh, can do presentations, can do some some sales. There's some you know great students uh, on this podcast with me who would uh, would help that out. Um, so be before we wrap it up here, maybe. Um, give a, a quick pitch for yourselves. What maybe, you know, types of opportunities or would you let, be looking for? And what types of skills do you want to develop uh, working in Peterborough and the Kawarthas? Okay, so um, as I mentioned before, like um, I have done engineering back in India. So I have done a bachelor's of engineering in electronics and communication. And I have worked in an IT company afterwards um, as a business development executive. So basically, I'm again trying to like uh, uh, put together like technology and marketing. Um, so any like a technology company or any company which is like combining these two things, I'm all for it. If they're, yeah, if they're pairing these two things, technology and marketing, I'm all for it. I just wanted to like um, um, enhance the um, existing sales practices in a business. So yeah, that's what I'm interested oh, in. <laughs> I just learned something new. I knew that you you have great writing and communication uh, <laughs> skills, but I, I didn't know about the technology part. So uh, hopefully we can maybe connect you to some listeners here. Ooh. And uh, Karina, how about you? Um, I've been working as a sales advisor for past one and a half year now. So I think I would give more more opportunity to myself to grow my career into sales and marketing field because um, I want to grow my skills in customer customer relationships management and you know emotional intelligence and a few skills where I can communicate well, just like communication skills. So maybe that can help me. That's great. So we have a joke on this podcast that we almost turn every topic into marketing. <laughs> and it sounds like we've done that. So we have two great uh, talents here who are, might be interested in some marketing communication sales. So uh, if you're interested in that, uh, reach out to me. So thank you both for uh, being on the podcast with us today. Uh, we're almost at the end of our Kawartha commute here. So if uh, any listeners have any um, follow-up questions or you'd like to in introduce yourselves or get in contact with some international students, uh, please reach out. The email is setitup at kawarthasmallbusinesspodcast.ca.